13. How many of you, you got everything you wanted for Christmas? All right, mm, about 35% or so, something like that. <clears throat> and in some cases, I could tell. You got that look on your face that I didn't get everything I wanted for Christmas, and I just want you to know I'm sorry. And uh, But it's okay. It's okay. You're saved, amen? And uh, <clears throat> the Bible says, Rejoice not that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And uh, can you hear me okay? I've got a little bit of a cold starting up, and sometimes I don't hear exactly. Uh, in the back, can you? All right. <laughs> All right, good. And uh, I want to make sure everyone could hear okay. And uh, how many of you, uh, you uh, traditionally, you, you make New Year resolutions. You, you, you make some resolutions at the beginning of every year. Okay, good. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. And, uh, of course, it's that uh, Sunday of the year that falls between Christmas and New Year's. And uh, in praying about the message this morning, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I struggle a little bit as to uh, do, you, do, it's, uh, do you do deal with the Christmas leftovers and uh, or you, do you go the New Year direction? And uh, how many of you, you've had some leftovers this week? All right. Hey, some of those leftovers are better the second time around anyway, so uh, nothing wrong with that. But uh, but anyway, we're going to kind of take off in the New Year's direction uh, this morning. So Romans chapter number 13, and it's so good to be back. Thank you for praying for uh, me and my wife and our family as we traveled uh, this week, and uh, we had a great time, and I uh, got back in last night. <clears throat> and uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, the weather was perfect all the way back yesterday, and uh, for, between the time I we unloaded the van, got everything back in the, in the in the car or in the house rather last night, and I went back to get something else, and uh, and there was already a dusting of snow on the driveway, <laughs> and so uh, uh, praise the Lord, the weather held off the entire way back, and we rejoice in that. Uh, Romans 13, stand with me, please, for the reading of God's word. Romans chapter 13. And uh, we'll begin reading in verse number 11, Romans chapter 13, and we'll read from verse number 11 through the end of the chapter. The Bible says, "...and that knowing the time, that it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light." Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Notice verse 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. I want you to notice back in, uh, back in verse number 11, he uses a, a term that is uh, interesting. He said, and that knowing the time that it is high time. And uh, that's the title of the message this morning, simply this, it's high time. It is high time. And uh, let's pray together. Our Father, we ask your blessing now upon this message, upon this time that we'll spend here in uh, your house this morning. Thank you for the Lord's Day. Thank you that many of these people, their testimony is that they have been faithful uh, week in and week out. Uh, every Lord's Day this year, many of them, uh, except uh, on rare occasions where they were out of town or providentially hindered by sickness, uh, they've been faithful. And Father, I thank you for that, and uh, I, I commend them for that. Father, I pray that we'd not be satisfied with where we are in our spiritual growth. Father, help us to seize 
the moment. <clears throat> Seize this day, December 30, 2018, that you've given us. And then, Father, if you see fit to give us uh, another day tomorrow and a day after that, and we usher in a brand new year, I pray that you'd help us to uh, take advantage of all the opportunities that you have waiting for us. And uh, I pray that uh, you'd uh, help us to grasp a, a very important truth uh, in this hour. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. As we approach the end of another year, we all tend to become a little more aware of time. Uh, if the Lord tarries his coming and, uh, and uh, 36 hours from uh, right about now, you'll be counting down. Uh, there'll be 20 minutes at that point left in this calendar year, 2018. And so we begin, because of that, we become a little more aware of, uh, of our lives and where we are in our lives and what God not only has done for us in the past, but we look ahead a little bit uh, as to what God has for us in the future. But we become more aware of this thing called time. Time is part of God's creation. Uh, if you don't believe that, you all go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 where the Bible talks about uh, the evening and the morning were the first day. Uh, God made time. Uh, he goes on in Genesis chapter 1 and he talks about the seasons uh, and how that uh, uh, seed time and harvest and all the different seasons that God has given to mankind. What is that? It's all part of time. Uh, time is mentioned hundreds of times in the Bible. In the book of Revelation, it tells us about the end of time and where time will transition into eternity. We live in time. God lives in eternity. Uh, we measure our lives by seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and years and decades and, and centuries and so forth. That's how we measure <clears throat> this span of, of time that God gives to us. But the Bible says that one day time will end. Time will be no more. Time will transition back to eternity. Yes, if Jesus were to come back today, there would be seven years uh, left of, uh, uh, of, of this uh, era of time. And then there would be a thousand years that, that, that we sometimes call the millennial reign or the millennial kingdom of, uh, of Christ. Uh, and then after that, time is no more. Time is transitioned back to eternity. And so, because we're in this thing called time, we need to understand it and we need to grasp it. We need to make the most of it. Yesterday is time that will never be reclaimed. You know, whatever you did yesterday, whether it was good or whether it was bad, you cannot go back and undo or redo what you did yesterday. It's gone. It's forever past. It will never come again. Today, December 30, 2018, there'll never be another December 30, 2018, and that makes this day important. What you do for Christ today is important. Uh, you being in the will of God today is important. And as I mentioned in Sunday school, congratulations, you're in the will of God at this very moment in your life because the Bible says we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so at this moment, 1136 uh, or so on a Sunday morning, December 30, 2018, you're in the will of God because you're where God wants you to be. Now, you're physically where God wants you to be. Sometimes I look at you, you got that little bit of a glazed look on you. And some of you, uh, you, you still got some of that uh, uh, turkey hangover from last Tuesday, or or uh, or uh, <clears throat> how many of you like fruitcake? Anybody here like fruitcake? Okay, so, some of you do. 
you know, I made that there was a chance. I, this has nothing to do with the sermon, by the way. There was a chance I could have liked fruitcake had I never seen it for the first time. I'm just saying. But anyway, there's just something about the way it looks that just uh, was a deal breaker from the from the get go for me. But but anyway, some of you uh, you, you, you may you may have a little bit of that uh, 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 going on. But hey, whatever you did this week, this week's over with, or this past week's over with. Today's the start of a new week. Uh, if the Lord tarries is coming, uh, midnight Tuesday will be the start of a brand new year, 2019. I can do nothing about the majority of 2018 except for this day. And if God allows me to see tomorrow, that day. But understand, what's past is past, good or bad, we will never be able to change it. You can cry about it. You can reminisce about it if it was good. You can grieve about it if it brings pain. You can laugh about it if it brings joy. But one thing is certain, we cannot change it. Tomorrow is a grand thought. Tomorrow. Uh, think about all the things that you have planned to do tomorrow. May I say tomorrow never comes? For when tomorrow gets here, it'll be today. Uh, tomorrow, we can dream about it. We can plan for it. We can look forward to it. We can say what our intentions are about it, but there are no guarantees that we'll experience another day as today. No guarantees. The Bible says uh, that your life is like a vapor. It's here for a little time, and then it vanishes away. It's here for a little time, and then it's gone. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You don't know what's going to happen the rest of today. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what events will transpire today. <laughs> we have no idea what the, the next hour, the next day holds. God said, look, live in the moment. You do what you're supposed to do right now. All of us assume that we'll be around to usher in the new year about 36 hours from now, but we're not promised that opportunity. Uh, by the way, some folks plan on ringing in the new year. And uh, some of you, you'll stay up until midnight on uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning to ring in the new year. Not me, boss. No, 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 no. <laughs> I figure the, the new year is coming in with or without me seeing it happen. And uh, I plan on sleeping in the new year. You can do whatever you want to and uh, <clears throat> ring in the new year and, uh, you know, count down the moments and that's all fine and good. God bless you. Uh, <clears throat> but one thing we all have in common is the fact that none of us are promised another day. God has not promised you another day. God has not promised me another day. That makes today very, very important. I'm all for making resolutions and setting goals, but life is not lived year by year. Life is lived day by day and moment by moment. You know, perhaps we should throw away the notion of making New Year resolutions, and maybe we should start making New Day resolutions. May I say today, if you take care of what God has for you in this moment, in this day, the year will take care of itself. Hey, if we'll, if we'll resolve to do right today, here's what happens. Well, you know, preacher, I, 2018 wasn't a very good year for me, so I, but, hey, but I'm going to do better. <laughs> How many times have we heard that? How many times have we said that? I'm going to do better. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to, uh, boy, I'm going to be a soul winner in 2019. Or I'm going to be faithful to church in 2019. I'm going to serve the Lord in 2019. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a prayer warrior in 2019. I'm going to read my Bible through in 2019. I'm going to do all that. We've got all these grandiose plans of what we uh, hope to accomplish, but we'll start tomorrow. That's our 
thinking. And by the way, that's the recipe for not accomplishing anything in life. Hey, <clears throat> do it today. Don't wait. Don't say, well, you know, the, uh, preacher, if the Lord tarries is coming, I'm going to do this. I'm all for resolutions and plans, but hey, why don't we implement those plans today? Today. In our text, Paul is writing to the church at Rome, and he uses a term that's interesting. He says to them, look back in our uh, Romans chapter 13 and verse number 11. He said, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. <clears throat> now, I don't know Paul's background, but uh, high time. How many of you, uh, your, your parents would use that term? It's high time you did thus and so. All right. <clears throat> I thought that was something only my heart and my dad say when I was growing up. And he said, son, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, when I turned 16, I got my driver's license the very day or the, the day, day after I turned 16. And uh, uh, <clears throat> on the way... Uh, out of the DMV office. I, man, I was so happy. I just got my brand new driver's license and I was 16 years old and, and, uh, and I got in the car. He said, you're driving. You got your license. I said, man, this is going to be awesome. I got behind the wheel and uh, he said, before you go home, he said, uh, go down to Rose's department store. He said, you need an application. And I said, for what? He said, uh, you got a driver's license? He said, how are you going to pay for gas to put in this car? Oh, okay. He said, Something to the effect of, it's high time you got a job. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, he says here that the, he said now is the time, it is high time to awake out of sleep. That's an interesting term. Uh, in other words, what have you been waiting for? High time. Look at it again. Romans chapter 13, verse 11, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. I want you to see, first of all, uh, in the scriptures, Paul said, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says it's high time to wake up. High time to wake up. Uh, one of our, I guess uh, both the girls got an alarm clock for Christmas. It's uh, one alarm clock, but they share it. And uh, they were looking at, they gave it to me on, on Christmas night. I forget which one gave it to me. He says, uh, Daddy, can you, uh, can you set this? So yeah, sure, I can set it. And uh, so I was, you know, look at the instructions. <laughs> Before I was failed to read the instructions. But anyway, <clears throat> and uh, uh, you have to, the, the time on it was 8 o'clock was uh, the, the, the time for the alarm to go off. But I had made sure the alarm switch was turned off. Well, <clears throat> the next morning at 8 o'clock, guess what? The alarm goes off. And neither of the girls for whom it was intended to wake up, woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Not a very effective alarm clock, I might add, but it woke everybody else in the house up, so it was all good. <clears throat> uh, but he said here, he said it's high time to wake up. High time to wake up out of sleep. Obviously, the connotation here is in the spiritual sense. God says it's time to wake up to what is going on around us. You see, many folks <clears throat> are in a state of spiritual slumber, <clears throat> and there is an unawareness of what is going on that could be damaging to you. The Bible says we have, we have three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they are all bent to our destruction. And God said, hey, it's time for us to wake up out of sleep. He said, look, we need to stir ourselves spiritually. We need to wake up spiritually, wake up to the danger that's around us, wake up to the need that's in the world that's around us. Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, he says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 34, awake to righteousness and sin not. 
He said, look, you're in a spiritual apathy and uh, and you are apparently uh, 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 really unaware of what's going on. Hey, it's time for us to wake up, folks. It's time for the church of God to wake up. Wake up out of a spiritual slumber, a spiritual apathy, a spiritual eh, whatever mentality. You've seen folks like that. Everything is, ah, whatever. Ah, whatever. Take it or leave it. Ho-hum. Who cares mentality. Look, unfortunately, that mentality is what describes many of God's people in 2018, soon to be 2019. My Bible says it's time to wake up. It's time for us to stir ourselves spiritually. Be aware of the danger that's out there. Be aware that you, uh, as a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking, seeking whom he may devour. Be aware that the world is an enemy of grace. The, the world culture that is around you. Look, sometimes we walk arm in arm with everything that's going on, all the styles, all the fashions, everything that, uh, that the world says is acceptable. Hey, it's acceptable not because the world says it is. It's only acceptable if God says it is. And it's time that we wake up out of a spiritual slumber and say, you know what? <clears throat> Let's compare the culture to what God says, not to what is right for us not compared to what's expedient not compared to what how we feel about it if a whatever mentality or a who cares mentality describes your spiritual condition this morning the message for you is simple it's time to become aware it's time to wake up it's time to recognize what is going on hey for those of us that are parents it's time that we stir ourselves and wake up to the danger that is lurking out there satan not only wants you my friend but satan wants yours he wants your children satan has a bid out for the children of our generation hey satan would love to destroy the late crest baptist church now he cannot because the bible says that uh, that that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church he can only destroy us if we let him he can only destroy us if we allow him to have access to our children have access to our faith have access to the word of god that we hold dear have access to 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 all the things that that we hold as right and wrong according to what thus saith the lord it's high time to wake up out of our slumber wake up to the dangers of the enemy wake up to the threat to our children wake up to the plight of the unsaved Hey, we need to stir ourselves and remind ourselves that this isn't uh, this isn't some Sunday school picnic we're involved in. This is spiritual warfare, and the casualties associated with spiritual warfare happen because God's people fall asleep at the wheel, so to speak. Time to wake up. Time to high time to wake up. I want you to see all of that. It's high time to not only to wake up, but high time to suit up. High time to suit up. Look at verse number 12, Romans chapter 13, verse 12. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us, notice what he says, put on the armor of light. He said, let us put on the armor of light. Now, there's another passage in your New Testament that talks about spiritual armor. Over in the book of Ephesians, he talks about he talks about the importance of us taking on the armor, spiritual armor. He talks about the helmet of salvation. Now, a helmet, of course, something that covers your head and it uh, it protects 
uh, that uh, vital organ inside of your skull called your brain. Amen. You really need one of those. And <laughs> the helmet of salvation. He says, take unto you the, the helmet of salvation. He talks about the breastplate of righteousness. I'm like guarding your heart. He talks about the shield of faith. He talks about loins girt about with truth. Because Satan wants to fill the church with false doctrine and fill the church with error and so forth. He said, make sure you know what the truth is. Your loins grow about with truth, the Word of God. He said, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Notice, the gospel is associated with our feet. Why? Because we're supposed to take the gospel to outside the church doors. Uh, look, by the way, God's plan is not for everybody to come in here to hear the gospel. God's plan is for those of us in here to take the gospel everywhere else. That's God's plan. He said, be therefore witnesses, or, or be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of God said, hey, they won't come to hear it, so you better take it to them. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Now, 2019 will be a good year for you and I if we'll just suit up every day with the right spiritual armor. <laughs> here's, here, here's the deal. The spiritual armor is only good if you put it on. If you leave it in your spiritual closet, guess what? It does you no good. Oh, <clears throat> that helmet of salvation, it's very effective in protecting your thoughts. Uh, you, what do you mean, preacher? Uh, let's see, uh, Philippians 4 and verse number 8. Hmm. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true and honest and just and lovely and a good report and virtuous and so forth, those are things I'm supposed to think about. That protects my thinking. The helmet of salvation. Uh, hey, it's a wonderful thing, unless I forget to put it on. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness, protecting my heart. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's a wonderful thing to have that breastplate of righteousness, unless I forget to put it on. Just do right. What is righteousness? Just do right. <laughs> do right. Hey, the shield of faith. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please Him. What is faith? It's depending upon the Lord. Hey, exercising faith is, is through prayer. <clears throat> faith is the, or prayer is the expression of my faith. I express my dependency upon God by getting on my knees and telling Him how much I need Him. But hey, it does me no good if I don't put on, if I don't take that shield of faith every day. You see, here's the thing. The enemy is waiting for us each and every day that we get out of bed. Don't miss it. 2019 will be a good year for you if you'll suit up every day. It's high time to wake up, but my friend, it's also high time that we suit up. Put on that helmet of salvation. Put on that breastplate of righteousness. Put on that those uh, the, the gospel of peace uh, uh, on, on your feet there and take it to somebody who needs it. Uh, put on those uh, the, the, the loins girt with truth and the shield of faith and all that stuff. Hey, we've got to suit up every day. Here's the problem. Most Christians, uh, spiritually speaking, run out the door every day in their spiritual pajamas. We go to face a spiritual enemy, but we're not spiritually fit to fight. Oh, you need to spend time in this book every day, my friend. <laughs> 2019 will be a wonderful year if you'll center your life around that book right there. You say, oh, preacher, I'm here Sunday morning, and that's wonderful. Preacher, I'm here on Sunday nights. That's great. Preacher, I even come back on Wednesday night. That's wonderful. But let me tell you something. You need that book every day. Because facing a spiritual enemy in your spiritual pajamas usually doesn't work out too well for God's people. He said, suit up. 
take on the whole armor of God. And then I want you to see this as we hasten this morning. <clears throat> it's high time uh, to wake up. It's high time to suit up. Number three, hey, it's high time to grow up. It's high time to grow up. Turn with me, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 6, if you have a Bible with you. Hebrews chapter number 6. Hebrews chapter number 6. And I'll read for you the first verse, and once you get there, if you'll just follow in there with me. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 1. If you find it, say amen. All right, good. Verse number 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto, what's the next word? Perfection. Hmm, that's interesting. He said, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, he said, okay, <clears throat> you're saved. We got, that, we, we got that settled, okay? And by the way, if you don't have salvation settled, you need to get it settled today. But he said, now that you've been saved, he said, let us go on unto perfection. He's not saying, let's go on to sinlessness. Perfection in the Scriptures does not mean sinless perfection. He's talking about completeness or maturity. He said, let's go on. In other words, it's time to grow up. It's high time that we grow up. Growing is the natural thing in the physical world. If you have a little baby, uh, <clears throat> Brother Justin's on the platform uh, this morning, and I appreciate his help and, his, and, uh, <clears throat> and what a blessing he is to the ministry here. And uh, he and his wife have just been blessed with a brand new baby girl. And, uh, and now, if, if, if Clara uh, is exactly the same three years from today as she is today, guess what? Brother Justin and his wife have every right to be worried every right to be worried. You know why? Because the natural thing in the physical world is to grow. Is to grow. And uh, by the way, he has, he has my permission to sleep in church. If you see him sleeping up here, it's okay. He's got a newborn at home, all right? He has special permission, all right? It's, it's A-okay with pastor. <clears throat> now, but understand something. It, uh, the, the reality is growth is natural. We're supposed to grow physically. It's the way things are supposed to work. Growth, by the way, uh, should be the norm, not just in the physical world, but growth should be the norm for the child of God. Uh, things that are not growing are dying. That's the reality. Things that are not growing are dying. And you and I, as, as uh, uh, children of God, should be growing in grace. The Bible tells us plainly in, uh, in 2 Peter chapter 3, but grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Everyone here this morning, regardless of how long you've been saved, should ask yourself the question, am I growing in the Lord? Now, you say, preacher, I'll have you know I've been saved for 50 years. You're still supposed to grow. Whether you've been saved five minutes or 50 years or 75 years or how long you've been saved, doesn't matter. We're all to be growing. It's time to wake up, become aware of what's going on. It's time to suit up, to take on the whole armor of God. But yes, my friend, it is also time to grow up. It's time for us to grow up. Ask yourself that question. Am I still growing? Am I as close to the Lord now as I was on the last Sunday of 2017? 
52 weeks ago, <coughs> on uh, whatever, well, I guess Christmas, uh, I guess New Year's Eve was the, was the last day of the year, was a Sunday last year, December 31st was a Sunday. And uh, am, I, am I as close to God today as I was December 31st, 2017? If the answer is no, then the next question that follows that up should be, why? Why am I not growing? Why am I not as close to the Lord today as I was then? Now, my goal ought to be constantly arriving, but never to have arrived. That's the goal. The goal should be, <coughs> I'm, al <coughs> I'm always making progress, but I'm never going to get to a place in my life where I say, you know what, it's all good. I have arrived. By the way, if you, if you are here, and that's your testimony this morning, if you have the I have arrived mentality, something's wrong. Something's wrong in your Christian walk. Something's wrong in your spiritual condition because, hey, the Bible says, I'll not be satisfied, I shouldn't be satisfied until I awake in the likeness of Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse number 29, the Bible says uh, that God predestinated us not to be saved or lost, but God predestined those of us who are saved to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And may I say, when I look in the mirror this morning, I didn't see the spitting image of Jesus Christ. And if you're honest with yourself, you wouldn't say that either. None of us have arrived. The idea is for us to constantly be arriving, but never to have arrived. Look at your life. Look at, take a long, hard, introspective look at your Christian life and say, hmm, let's take inventory. May I make two suggestions by way of this this morning? Take inventory of areas that are lacking in your life. And let's look, if, if we're honest, they won't be hard to come by. If we're honest with ourselves, <clears throat> we'll say, you know what? There's an area that needs some work. There's another area that needs some work. And another area, and another area. That, that, that's all of us. You know why? Because we constantly deal with this human flesh. Look at it, look, <clears throat> look at areas where you can improve. Look at areas in your life that need to, to be shored up for the Lord. Hey, your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with your family, your relationship <clears throat> with God's people, your relationship with brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, the, the, the list could be lengthy, but, but the key is you gotta be honest. You gotta be honest. It's time to grow up. Look at areas in your life that need attention. Say, by the grace of God, I'm going to grow in that area. I'm going, I'm not going to whitewash it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look past it. I'm not going to cover it up. I'm not going to bypass it. I'm going to look it square in the eye and say, in that area, I'm lacking in my, in my walk with the Lord. And then do something about it. By the way, that's what church is for. That's why, that's one reason why church is so important for God's people. We gather around the word. And by the way, God's word is the measuring stick. God's word is the standard. Jesus is the standard. Jesus is the living word. This is the written word. And when we compare ourselves to Jesus and compare ourselves to the standard of the word of God, none of us measure up. The second piece of advice I may give you, not only are we to do some introspection and take inventory of things that are lacking, but number two, resist the temptation to compare your growth to others. Resist the temptation to compare your growth to somebody else. Here's our tendency. Well, <clears throat> compared to Brother Justin, I'm a good guy. 
I'm so glad you're sitting here. They were just... Our, our tendency is to compare ourselves, compare our growth, where we are with the Lord, with someone else. That's not the way to do it. My Bible says, they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. It's foolish for me to compare myself with Brother Justin. Two reasons why. <laughs> if Brother Justin is super Christian, again, bear with me. No. <laughs> I may look at Brother Justin's life and I say, man, I can never, I can never be that kind of Christian. I can never measure up to where he, I mean, I mean, this guy, I know for a he reads the Bible every day, he prays, he's, he's a soul winner, extraordinary man, he does all these wonderful things. And, and if I'm not careful, <clears throat> based on where I am in my spiritual walk, I may look at him and say, I can never be that. Or I may look at Brother Justin and say, <laughs> yeah, compared to him, man, I'm the man. Both of those are wrong. Brother Justin's not the standard. Jesus is the standard. The Word of God is the standard. Thus saith the Lord is the standard. And so I challenge all of us this morning in this idea of it's time to grow up. Hey, let's take inventory of the areas that are lacking and then let's resist the temptation to compare ourselves with one another. You know, I ought to be harder on me than I am anybody else. By the way, that's a good piece of advice for all of us. <coughs> If, if we'll be hyper-analytical of the person that we look at in the mirror every day, we'll be way busier than... So, we'll, we'll be so busy that we don't have time to look at anyone else with a critical spirit. i got to hasten. It's time to wake up. He said, now it's high time. It's high time to wake up. It's high time to uh, suit up with the uh, armor of, of the Christian. It's high time to grow up. And then finally this morning, I want you to see this. It's high time for all of us to look up. It's high time to look up. In Luke chapter 21, verse 28, And when these things begin to come to, your, to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Hey, it's high time. It's high time. Back in our text in Romans chapter number 13. Romans chapter 13 and verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the work of, works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he talked about the night is far spent. The day is at hand. What day is that? Jesus could come back at any moment. The day is at hand. Hey, I don't know that, there, that any of us will see 2019 because Jesus could come back before then. The Bible says that we're to lift up our eyes because as God's people we know <coughs> that the same Jesus who rose up to heaven in Acts chapter 1 and was taken away after His earthly ministry, after His death and burial and resurrection, and He was seen of men for, for, uh, for 40 days here on this earth and then taken back to heaven. And the, the uh, uh, disciples, they stood there gazing into heaven and two angels came and said, What are you guys looking at? Why are you looking up? Well, uh, they were dumbfounded. They said, this same Jesus that you've seen taken up from me shall so come in like manner. He's coming back, my friend. And it's high time for us to expect Him to come back. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, He that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself even as He is pure. What hope is that? The hope of the second coming of Christ. 
The reason why we're not awake, the reason why we're in a spiritual slumber, the reason why we're unaware of the darkness, the reason why we're unaware of the danger, the reason why we're, we're numb to the sin and the filth, and, and, and yes, we're even partnering up and, and yoking up with the world in their styles and in their philosophies and all the garbage that comes down the pipe. The reason why, my friend, is because we're not looking up. We're not looking up. Because if we lived in anticipation of a soon coming Savior, it would change the way we live. It would change the way we think. It would change our associations. It, hey, it would change our, our thoughts about, well, what's wrong with such and such? No, no, what's right with it? How does it please the Savior because He's coming back? I don't want Him to find me doing something I ought not be doing. That's the way we ought to be thinking. And we'll think right if we'll look up. It's high time to wake up. It's high time to suit up. It's high time to look up. It's high time to grow. How about you in 2019? Very simple message this morning. Very simple message. Where do you see yourself? It's high time. Notice, it's not tomorrow it's high time. It's today. It's not something that we plan to do in February. No, it's something we want to do today, December 30, 2018. It's not something that we're going to get around to it, preacher. Hey, when I get everything straightened out, when things aren't so busy, when life isn't so hectic, when I can find time to do this. No, no, God said today. Today. Tomorrow is the today that you planned on doing something yesterday but never got around to it. That's the story of our life, isn't it? God says it's high time. Right here, right now. This is the time and we're the people to obey the truth of the Word of God. If you're here this, this morning, <clears throat> if you're not saved, the Bible says today's the day of salvation. You're not played. Just as I'm not promised a tomorrow, neither are you. And if you're going to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you better do it today. You better do it in the opportunity that God has given you because one day will be too late. One day will be past the time. The opportunity will be gone. When you, hey, after you've breathed your last breath on this side of eternity, it's too late then, my friend. Why don't you decide, hey, if you're not saved, get saved today. Trust Christ today. Don't put it off another week. Ah, oh, well, you know, well, you know, I'm things are just, after the holiday season, preacher, you know how many times people have died and gone to a devil's hell who had every intention of getting saved a little bit later? A little bit later. One day it'll be too late. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Our heads are bowed.